to Fund Your Future with DRS. And today we're kind of rolling into part two of talking about tax advantage savings accounts that can help you pay for qualified medical expenses. Today we have Leanna from the Healthcare Authority here to talk about HSAs, everyone's favorite subject, <laughs> health savings accounts. <laughs> so Leanna, what is a health savings account? a tax-free savings account you can use to pay for qualified medical expenses and is a feature of a qualified high deductible health plan. Both you and your employer may contribute tax-free money into the savings account to pay for IRS qualified medical expenses such as deductibles or coinsurance. And the maximum amount that can be contributed each year is set by the IRS. Oh, that's great. So in order to be eligible to even participate in an HSA, you have to be enrolled in a qualified high deductible health plan, also known as a consumer directed health plan. And that, there's a lot of words in there. But briefly, can you tell us a little bit about what is a consumer directed health plan? Sure. A consumer directed health plan is a qualified high deductible health plan with an HSA. A qualified health plan is a health plan that typically covers the same services as a PPO plan would, similar to the UMP Classic plan or a classic PPO plan. However, the high deductible health plans have a different payment structure and a higher deductible for covered services for a lower premium. It has certain rules. They have one combined deductible for medical and prescription services. So rather than having two separate deductibles, there's one. And every member who is enrolled in the high deductible health plan must meet that combined deductible before the plan will start paying for services, including prescription drugs. Hmm. Certain covered preventive care services and covered insulins are not subject to the deductible, which means the plan will pay for some services before you meet your deductible. So why might someone sign up for an HSA? Your employer makes a monthly contribution to your savings account. So on top of any contributions you may make, your employer is also making contributions on your behalf. So together with your lower premium and the contributions your employer makes, it could be a very good choice for you. Contributions can be made up to the annual maximum contributions allowed by the IRS. And then once your account reaches a certain dollar amount, you may invest that money. So you do have investment opportunities unlike the FSA. Hmm. So right now, the UMP plan allows members to invest when your savings account reaches $1,500. And once your account reaches $1,500, then you can either allocate how your investments go or you can choose to have somebody at Health Equity do that for you and manage your account. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah. And unlike FSA accounts, contributions remain in your health savings account until you use them. The entire balance rolls over from year to year and members can take that account all the way into retirement. You don't have to spend it down. It can just continue to build. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's, like you said, kind of the main takeaway of why someone would maybe pick an, a health savings account is that they can roll over that balance. 
that's really great, even when you're planning for expenses in medical expenses in retirement. Yes, and you cannot enroll in both an HSA and an FSA at the same time. Uh, it's yes. either one or the other. And so if you enroll in a high deductible health plan with an HSA, whether you're through PEB on the consumer driven health plan or SEB on the high deductible plan, if you choose to enroll in those plans, you cannot roll, enroll into a medical FSA. You can enroll in a limited FSA, which we also have available through the healthcare authority. And that will be used for your vision and dental qualified expenses only. Yeah, but I think this is definitely a really great option for folks to be able to pay for those medical expenses, to roll that over. And like you said, maybe if you're getting closer to retirement and you're a couple years out and you want to start putting money away into a specific, again, tax-free account for your medical expenses in retirement, this is a great way that you can do that. Yes. And then so once you have the money in the account in your HSA, how does someone go about using that money then to pay for those medical expenses? They are sent a debit card by Health Equity that they can use either at their provider's office or at the pharmacy they use, or they can also log on to Health Equity's website and that shows them what their balance is in their health savings account. And they can also, if they're enrolled in or logged into their regents account, there's a single sign-on so that they can select health equity through their regents account and go directly to their health savings account information as well. And by accessing their health savings account, they can pay any outstanding claims from the website. So they can access their money through their debit card or by going online and sending a request for health equity to send the payment to whichever provider has an outstanding claim. Gotcha. So like we said, very similar to FSA. You can either get a debit card or you can file a claim. Yes. And you can go on through your account. Yes. I think, <laughs> again, kind of the main difference to also is the, the vendor. For um, the health savings account, it's health equity. And for FSA, it's Navia Benefit Solutions. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So um, HSA sounds like a really great program. You can roll over your money. You can just keep rolling that over every year and then continue to use it in retirement. It's almost like a, a little retirement fund for your health care. <laughs> yes, you can use it for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So are there any downsides to participating in an HSA? Well, I think some things to consider is that these accounts are not funded up front like an FSA is. That means that you must have the funds in your savings account to use that money. So even if you've elected to contribute $2,000 to your health savings account, but you only have $1,000 in there in January, you can only use that $1,000 in January. It's not front loaded like the FSA is. And also, um, one thing to keep in mind is before you enroll in a high deductible health plan with an HSA, you really want to evaluate what your health care expenses are. And if you spend more annually than you're going to receive in contributions or more than your annual deductible, 
um, or coinsurance and copayments, this may not be a good plan for you since you have to pay the entire combined deductible before the plan starts to pay. You'll be paying your savings account down every year in that scenario. And so I think a wise decision would be to calculate how much you spend annually in your medical expenses on average. If you are very healthy and you're not concerned with spending a lot of money, this could be a good option for you because it will allow you to build your savings account since you don't have a lot of money going out in expenses. And I think the key difference too between an HSA and an FSA is that the employer typically makes a contribution toward the HSA account. So an employee wouldn't necessarily have to make any contributions if they didn't want to. Oh wow, Because if you are a state employee, the contribution amount varies from year to year and that is set and in the open enrollment materials. And the employer contribution varies depending on if you are a single person enrolling in an HSA or a family enrolling. And so your employer will contribute a certain dollar amount each year into your health savings account. So you can just plan on that if you want to and not have to make additional contributions. Yeah, well, I really love this idea of being able to roll over the funds. I have to say that it personally, it's something that I never really considered too much before of having a health savings account. I, personally, I consider myself a, a pretty healthy person. I only go into the doctor maybe once or twice a year for a checkup. And so I didn't feel like putting money into account, taking that away from my paycheck. But like you said, if it's something that my employer contributes to the account, that could be really helpful in the future. Yes, exactly. In your situation, the high deductible health plan is a great option for you because you don't have a lot of medical expenses and your employer, for a single employee, they contribute $700.08 per year and for a family, they contribute $1,400.04 for one or more people enrolled in the plan per year. And so those contributions are going into a health savings account. And if you do happen to get sick, you will pay that entire doctor bill until you meet your deductible. Yeah. So the money that is contributed can be used to pay that doctor bill. But at the same time, you have your preventive care services that are available to you paid up front at 100% of the allowed amount before you have to meet your deductible. So if you go in for your routine exam every year, um, you know that that's going to be covered and you don't have to worry about those out-of-pocket expenses. So it's definitely a good option for someone like you who doesn't maybe go to the doctor a whole lot, but you still wanna go in for your routine exams and make sure that you're healthy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wanna be careful about, I don't wanna discourage anybody from going to the doctor. It's important to go to the doctor and You may have a situation where you enroll in a high deductible health plan with a health savings account, and then um, we have these unfortunate folks who maybe get a diagnosis that will create a lot of office visits. And Mm. in those circumstances, you just have to know that that's one of the risks that you take by enrolling in this plan. And you do have 
an annual open enrollment every year and you can switch plans again if that's the case and you have gotcha. ongoing treatment that's needed. So if I did get sort of a terminal mm-hmm. illness, uh, terminal diagnosis or something that was more serious that would cost me more medical bills, then I could go ahead and, and re-enroll in that fall time. Yes, during open enrollment and then switch to like a PPO type plan sure. with a lower deductible the yeah. following year. But in the meantime, you still do have those employer contributions and you still do have the maximum deductible before the plan starts to pay. And you also have an annual maximum amount that you pay every year. So once you reach that threshold, the plan starts to pay at 100%. So there are safeguards in this plan for that situation, but you will be paying more out of your pocket than anticipated if that happens after you enroll. Sure. So where would a person go to learn more about this? They can um, certainly go to the HCA website during open enrollment. We have dedicated pages for both PEB and SEB programs. They can also go to their payroll and benefits team through their employer. They may contact Health Equity directly or also um, I always encourage everybody to look at their CDHP certificate of coverage, or that's for PEB and for SEB, it's the high deductible plan certificate of coverage. That goes into a lot of detail about the the plan and what they can and cannot do. It also at the front of the certificates of coverage has contact information, not just for health equity, but for the medical plan. And if they have any coverage with how the two work together, the dedicated customer service team can help them and answer their questions. Well, Leanna, I really appreciate your insight today and happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And now we'd love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about? What questions do you have for us? Send an email to drs.podcasts at drs.wa.gov. That's drspodcasts at drs.wa.gov. The Department of Retirement Systems provides this podcast as a public service, but it's neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of DRS policy. References to any specific product or entity do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by DRS employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of DRS or any of its officials.